Training needs you and the only way. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast. Hey guys, Stephen here for the Live, Live, Play podcast, and we are back after a hiatus. Um, we're back, and on today's show, we are talking about uh, your training needs. And this is a topic that popped into, kind of came up in my head the other day, got me thinking about a few different things. and the psychology of what's been happening and how people have had to adapt. So we're going to delve a little bit into uh, training needs and just kind of let it go from there and see what happens. So firstly, um, yeah, COVID-19 hit and it's literally flipped the fitness industry on its head and a lot of companies have to pivot. Um, and a lot of companies have pivoted online and doing different variations of things and with government regulations in different countries and everything, everyone's kind of was a little bit all over the place. I've been talking with, uh, <coughs> gym owners all over Ireland, uh, gym owners in America and in Canada and in the UK. And again, just getting feedback and then looking what I see on social media and what uh, other companies are posting and how they're handling it. It just kind of, some of it has been interesting. Some of it has been funny to watch um, the the integrity of some, of some companies uh, or p- people in those companies, uh, how they've changed their, their opinions. Um, it's been, in- it's been interesting to watch. <clears throat> Now, for a little backstory with FSM, uh, we we were the last gym to close in Bray. Uh, we were, the reason why we were the last gym to close in Bray was because not a social pressure. Uh, we were not listening to the social pressure um, because everyone's entitled to have their opinion on things as always. But we listened to the government, and when the government uh, advised us to close our doors, that's when we closed our doors. And we moved our classes online. Now, before we moved our class online, we did have an online program and we were dealing with people. We were dealing with people uh, with with online, but the way our online worked to how it works for classes is different. So what we were doing, we were dealing with like an an athlete um, that would be kind of training one to two days per week at home. And then they'd see me every second week or once a month. And then they'd be training for their sport every other day. And that worked very well and works very well. Um, and because I couldn't get those athletes to travel to FSM. It was just too far from where they live and those little things to do it too regularly. Um, or their timetable. We just didn't have it in their timetable. So we had to adapt. Now, I'll get to adaptation of programming and training and times and stuff later on. But what happened was... When the gym industry was shut down, everyone had to pivot and most gyms moved online with online programming, Zoom and all different variations of the Zoom. And it's interesting to see how people are running their classes. But here's the problem with that. Firstly, online training existed before um, COVID-19. And it's, it is an successful area to make money in. 
But the problem is, it did exist, exist, exist before. People did buy into it. But most of your members and FSM's members um, liked coming to the gym. They liked coming to the gym. They always had the opportunity to do online training. They didn't because uh, they didn't want to train at home. They didn't want to buy gym equipment. And they liked coming to the service that provided the community that was there. Now here's here's my, my tidbit on this, on the psychology of it. You run a facility that you train people in. Now you're they're being now they're being forced to do something that they had access to, but chose not to do. So now they're doing online. Secondly, they are training in an environment that is not motivating to train. The reason why they got out of their house into their car, drove to your gym, is because they know when they get there, they're going to be motivated to do the work for the hour. So. Two things happen. You can't go to your gym anymore and you're being, to continue your fitness, you're being forced into an online class, which you don't want to do because if you did, you would have done that before COVID kicked in. Secondly, you were more motivated because you were booked into a class, you were held to a timetable and you had to go get it done and get back and it suited your routine. Your routine is now gone and then you've been forced to train at home in an environment that you wouldn't associate with training and despite what you may say it is very hard to get motivated at home i find it hard i do do it at home but i do find it hard to motivate myself the third item that i think is a big thing and if people have made comments on it i think is if you've made comments negative comments towards time framing of programming then you need to go back and reassess yourself as a trainer, personal trainer, coach, whatever you want to call yourself. Because the psychology, <clears throat> firstly, the, the psychology of training a home is hard for a lot of people. Because if it wasn't, if it was just the perfect way to do things, then we'd already be doing it. And uh, every gym would have an online program before COVID-19, a successful online program before COVID-19. Now people are training at home. Now, if you are a woman in your 30s or 40s and you've got three kids and they're at home and they've got school and you have to give yourself one hour where no interruptions happen. And I'm talking about kids, not even teenagers, like four, five, six, seven-year-olds or a newborn and you don't have a child minder, they're not in school, you don't have that full hour to yourself. So you're going to get interrupted in class uh, while you're trying to do your online class or your Zoom class or whatever you're doing. So you're firstly, it's not a it's not an outlet anymore. It is actually becoming another stress. So an hour is not going to work. So promoting that you're doing these designing these amazing strength and conditioning programs or hour long programs is not really going to work for the mass population. Uh, well, definitely for um, anyone that uh, has a family or kids and uh, husband, wife, all that stuff. 30 minutes is possibly more doable, but even if you can't do 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Now, this gets me on to your, your timing. What is better than nothing? Anything. What is better than anything? More structure to the program. Okay? So if you can design, firstly, if you're a coach and you are having problems designing a good program for 30 minutes or 20 minute timeframes, then again, like I say, you need to reassess yourself as a, as a coach, 
Less. Ideally, we'd all love every, all of our clients to be in the gym for an hour and a half to do a fully functional, get everything done. But is it necessary? No. Is their lifestyle and their stresses and their work, everything that they have, is that hour and a half going to be productive or is it going to be more stress to them? And if you're trying to put that environment into the house, you are sadly mistaken because it can't be done unless that person has a home gym and they're able to get that hour and a half to themselves. So what I found quite interesting to see was a lot of people would were slagging off the uh, home gym stuff, uh, saying that you can't do body weight stuff and you're doing too many burpees and too many squats and too many this, too many that, but then come out with their online program. It's the best program, but they're doing the same stuff. And not everyone has access to all the equipment either. So you ha- you promote your gym promoted the best, uh, the, the most classes, the the best service, the best coaching, the best education, the best equipment. You you had all the bells and whistles, and that was your selling point. And that's how you got your members in through the door, which they really didn't give a shit about because most people come in because they're just trying to lose weight. And they don't care about your program. And they don't care about the ins and outs of it. They just want it to work. They're not as into it as you are. So but you have that. And then you tell people, no, 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 no. Online's the best way. And we're the best at it. Well, it's your first time doing online. So like mass online and class online. So you're not the best at it. Um, but so you, you've gone back on what you were promoting to know what you're promoting. And now what you're promoting, even though you slagged it off, is now the best because you're only new to it. So I don't, for me personally, from what I've seen, there's only a couple of companies that are really nailing this. Uh, FSM has an online program. It's called Anywhere Fit. It's something that we've planned for a long time. Uh, The the name wasn't planned. We came up with that with COVID-19. We call it Anywhere Fit because we didn't want to call it FSM online. Um, cause it's fitness for anyone, anywhere or anyone everywhere. And it's for all levels. We're not trying to build athletes to our program. We're trying to get people moving and that's the purpose of the program. And there's different options for, uh, very no equipment to limited equipment to more equipment and so on and so forth. Our program is not the best program in the world. <clears throat> We're not going to claim what we do know is that if we can get you moving 30 minutes a day, you're, you're winning, you're getting better. And we're still giving you an outlet and we're still giving you some mental stress and we're still getting your body fit. We're still getting you stronger. And again, the more equipment you have, the more we can kind of play around with different movements. So it just adds more tools to the toolbox, but you don't necessarily need all them tools. Um, but if you had to go and look, and if you're gonna look at anyone the first gym I would look at, the first company I would look at, street parking. Check out street parking for all their stuff, right? Huge, one of the most successful online programs. They don't do Zoom classes and they are they crush it. And they've been crushing it before COVID-19 kicked in and they're continuing to crush it now. So street parking um, is Miranda Allroyd and, um, oh God, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but... Uh, uh, it's their company and again check it out it's amazing and the way they run it is perfect because it's not it's about people moving about people losing weight if you were to pull someone in ireland 
uh, that has been doing it before COVID-19, and I know it's been successful, would be Dominic Monelli, uh, the way of Dom. And I know some of our guys did, uh, I know one of our coaches did his program for, I think, two to three years, his online stuff. Um, and Dominic's been doing online for a very long time. He doesn't overcomplicate. He has different levels for the people that are training there. And again, he's not going around bragging that he has the best. He just goes around knowing that what he does is giving people results and getting success. Again, if you have to tell people that you're the best at something uh, and you've only been doing it a, a, a wet day, then it's kind of going around and introducing yourself as the cool guy in the room and it won't work. So that's what, like, that's where I kind of feel a lot of uh, gyms have kind of, I think they've hurt, herself, hurt themselves doing it. Also, it calls into question integrity because you are you you claim one thing, shit hits the fan. You're 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 you dissed you dissed something. Now it's the only thing you can really make money out of. So now it's the best thing in the world, and now you're the best at it. Uh, integrity is kind of getting lost there. There's a fair bit lost in translation. You should be all open and honest. I think your members. And new members will respect that. Um, I just think that's the way it should be. So getting back to what you need as a person or as a coach, if you're working with people, you're working for the situation at hand and trying to give them the best 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever they have in their time frame, not yours, in their time frame of their day. So you're trying to give them 10 minutes where they're going to feel amazing afterwards and want to go about their day. You're going to give them 20 or 30. It doesn't matter the time frame. But you should be able to build a program. And I know that I, with some of the athletes I've worked with, we've built, because of their training uh, for their sport, how much they have to train, they do like between 10 to 20 minutes twice to three times a week of work. Uh, and then we have variations of breaking that down in half if they don't have the time because we're still seeing results, we're still getting them results, and we're not crushing them by demanding an hour and a half a day because it's actually going to be counterproductive to them and their sport. So it's not always about the, the perfect system, the perfect program that has been written out and, and it has every factor in place. Sometimes it's about getting people moving, and especially for the general population, it's about getting them moving and making them feel good after their sessions. You give someone an hour and a half session or an hour session and they keep getting interrupted and they can only get 30 minutes done. Psychologically, they've lost. So how long do you think they're going to sustain that before they quit? So you have to address that a lot. I think you have to address that. If people come to us for our 30-minute classes and they say, hey, is there anything more to do? We give them more because they have more time. But we start off with the 30 minutes. Like, for example... We've been outside now for two weeks. Wadden Go. Wadden Go was our outdoor program. And I am absolutely, I know, pretty, pretty confident we were one of the first gym doing this. Uh, we got a little bit, a lot of people were kind of, ooh, should they be doing that? Uh, of course we should be, because we can. And we're providing a service. Let's say that's straight. And now, I've seen so many other gyms take on that idea and 
run with it and they're doing wads and goes or something like wads and goes and they're getting people out and training keeping social distancing and it's absolutely amazing to see most gyms we all want to get everyone back in inside that's what we want to do uh but while this is going on you have to understand we all have to make changes now we we never claim that we have the best system we just claim that what we do works if you turn up and if you're consistent, it works. If you need help, we coach you. If you need more information, we help you. Um, we educate you. And that's the way it works. Now, when it comes to equipment, <clears throat> again, I feel that like you can do an awful lot with two dumbbells and a kettlebell. And like I said previously, if you're a coach who doesn't believe that, then you need to reassess yourself as a coach or a trainer or a personal trainer, whatever you are, because you should be able to train people with literally nothing. You should be able to think outside the box. Like, stop using the fact that you, like there's no point in having a gym fully equipped if you can't train your clients, right? So you have to think. And then you've got to understand that a lot of your clients don't have the room to buy the equipment. And even if they have the money to buy the equipment, they, as I said, they don't have the room to put it in their house and to start training. And then it still goes back to the psychology of training at home. And let's be honest, everyone that most most gym equipment at home gathers dust. There's a little bit of motivation at the start because it's new and exciting. And then because unless you have the support network and the community behind it, and it's very hard to build a community of people online uh, that consistently work. And again, I strongly suggest you check out street parking for their community um, because it's amazing. Um, a few other things that we've seen with like training needs the best program the only way <clears throat> there's not one way to skin a cat there's multiple ways to train people to get amazing results and I'm the firm believer of if you're walking fair play to you if you're running fair play to you if you're doing kettlebell classes fair play to you if you're doing yoga fair play to you Is if you're doing strength and conditioning if you're doing crossfit powerlifting Olympic. I admire every single person, fair play to you. There is a woman that runs by the gym every day and she runs very early in the morning for reasons I'm assuming, um, because she's a very big woman. And I'm, I, I assume, I don't know, but uh, don't quote me, but I'm assuming she's running because she doesn't want to run during the day because uh, she might get looked at a little bit. And I only see, she, she was walking her dog yesterday and I actually went over and said hello to her, said hello to her and introduced myself. I admire her. Now, is running probably the best program for her? No. But she's doing something, and it's better than nothing. Should people lift weights? My opinion, yes. People should always be lifting weights. I think everyone should be should be st- st- stressing themselves to become stronger. I think it's a necessary part of life is to constantly be looking for your body to be strong. But if you tell me that getting on your bike and cycling for 30 minutes every day is what literally makes you hang on right now during COVID-19, then man, that is your thing. Go do it, more power to you, and may continue. It's not everything's for everyone. You know, you can't say that. And when you do, you come across as a egotistical narcissist, and it, it won't help you further down the road. 
there's people that go right you want to train this way you come here you train you do what i say and they're very strict and that's cool and there's uh, people that want that but you have to as a coach you have to understand that if someone's doing something that is the goal people don't need the world to get fit they need the right support and the right guidance the movements that they do are not as important as getting them to understand the importance of just moving um and i think that is a big thing that coaches a lot of coaches need to understand also the other thing that i i kind of seen is because everyone's in stressing and i'll admit i was in my office i say there was a few days where i was just looking at a list going oh my god what am i going to do here and not knowing what to do and guess what it's okay to not know what to do figured it out though but yeah there was moments and it won't be the only time i have those moments um because you're unsure of what you're doing and you're unsure of what's going on does not give you the right to pull down someone else so you can climb higher and get more awareness so take it in, in the situation of drowning if you're in the pool and you're stressing out and you're you find yourself in difficulty and a lifeguard comes over to you or anyone comes over to you you're not even if it's if you're in the pool and your wife or your child comes over to you your natural instinct when you're under that much stress stress is you're going to pull them down because survival kicks in so in order for you to survive you will kill someone else potentially kill someone else but also because you've killed them or hindered them you'll more than likely hinder yourself and kill yourself as well now that's just the analogy i'm talking about social media if you have to condemn something a fitness program a, a method uh just another way another person operates in not even in fitness in any business coffee shops <clears throat> restaurants mcdonald's uh whatever whatever you want it to be if you have to get likes and shares because you had a go at them just to put yourself on another pedestal well a fake pedestal <clears throat> then that's a problem too because it won't last and people will see you see through you you open your doors any business that opened their doors during covid-19 i applaud anyone that could and did it safely i applaud i don't care what business you had local card shop they did it they did it under the under the guidelines of the government they opened up it's a card shop not a central service it's a card shop open up fair play to you he looked at it he figured it out and he ran with it okay you cannot wait to be led by the hand all the time once you're once you're abiding by rules and it a lot of those rules are gray it's not black and white despite like we had a lot of people kind of come on to us oh well the phases and this and that if you read it properly if you read everything properly and not what you want to read read what you can read read everything correctly then yeah you can pivot your company to start making 
money again and then you may survive which means you can help more people which means you can stay open you'll have a, a brighter future in your industry that you're in and you can service more people which is the the goal of opening your business in the first place is to help people so yes more power to you um one last thing oh yeah this is the kind of little thing i wrote and it's on a post-it I have on my laptop. Um, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone is going to agree with what you do. The people that disagree with you, and a lot of people that would uh, disagree with things, or even the people that have disagreed with how we did our outdoor program, here's a little message back. You're not important enough in my life to have me concerned about your opinion. Especially if you're not willing to say it to me. I have, like many other people, an awful lot of things going on. Juggling a business, staff, looking after members, fiance, child, uh, bills to pay for the business, at home, wages to pay for the staff, how we're going to get through COVID, all that stuff. And if you're struggling and you're listening to a lot and you get, you've gotten a lot of flack uh, or people are telling you to do this and do that, the question you need to ask yourself, in two years from today, two years from today, will you still believe what you did was right? And if so, go and do what you're doing. Anyone else out there that disagrees with you is not important enough to give them your thoughts. The best way to get rid of that is write it on a piece of paper and then rip it up and throw it in the bin. Write down their thought on a piece of paper, read it, and then throw it in the bin. You cannot control, if you can't control what they're saying, then unfollow them, don't like them, and then just be gone with them. Because the best thing you can do for anyone that gives you shit is to ignore them. Because they're only giving you shit because they're expressing their own fears through their actions and they're scared that what you could be doing is the right thing a lot of people are sitting on the fence waiting to see what way the wind blows don't be that person that is today's podcast guys i hope you enjoyed it uh went on a little bit longer than i saw but again we hoping to get back and doing some more podcasts all the stuff we had lined up obviously we had to put on hold uh, so don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. Um, if you want to do some home workouts, we have a shit ton of them on our YouTube channel. Check it out at FSM Bray. Uh, they're there. They're, there's over 60 odd workouts there. Uh, loads of demo videos. We're constantly adding to it every week. Check it out. Do a workout. Tag FSM or tag the Live Lift Play. Uh, guys, have a great day. It's a bank holiday weekend. Go and enjoy it. And I will see you all on the next episode. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast.